Hi everyone, and welcome to the first official episode of Singles Club, since the last one was a pilot, and Woo! it did better than I was Woo! personally expecting. We're official. So, uh, this episode, we have uh, a... V- <laughs> At the very least, one of us picked a very different song than they did this week, yeah, Tyler. I, I, had, I had to... um. I had to top story two in a way, um, in terms mm-hmm. of uh, storytelling, in in mm-hmm. terms of um, in terms of structure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I I had so many different ideas of how how can I how can I put it over the edge. I didn't do any of that. I I chose the bean kicked in by Zach Fox. <laughs> it's the bean kicked in. I. I have to Uh say, I adore this song. You like it? Yes! (laughs) I think I might add it to my Spotify, but, like, the first time I heard this, like, you said, you you posted this, and then you said, quote-unquote, comedy rap. (laughs) And I was like, oh? And then I opened it, and I was like, okay, this is fun. It's, It's just... So, I'm a big fan of, uh, comedy music when it's, uh... When it's done well, and I think this is done really well. <laughs> it's just a bunch of nonsense thrown at you for, like, two minutes, and it's actually, like, well-written and flows pretty <laughs> well, I... and the lyrics are pretty clever. I have a question for you, Tyler, actually. Mm-hmm. Is the bean just slang for Molly? Yeah, for, like, a pill. What is Molly? <laughs> Drug? I know that, but like, get, what? What get is you it? High. What kind get you of get it? you get you plur, get you fucked. <laughs> get you okay. Fucked up. So the song is about Molly. Kind of at, at the begin at the beginning. He he says it's he not just, about Molly at the beginning. <laughs> he says he just took it and like he's on a helicopter, yeah. so it's kind of affecting him. And then it kicks in at the end of the song. It, he interrupts himself. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Whenever I do the notes for these, I I originally write down exactly what goes through my mind on the first listen, and then after that, I listen through it a couple more times and go more in depth and. <laughs> And at, at that part where he starts saying the bean kicked in, I just wrote in all caps, the bean kicked in, the bean kicked in, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because <laughs> it was just, it was just so fun. Like my favorite line that that caught me off guard and makes me laugh every time I listen to it. Is, is it I wanna fuck? Yes, yeah, I wanna fuck <laughs> Michelle Obama. And I I wrote in my lines Michelle Obama to eight question marks. I love music. I love that it can bring it's, us together like this. It's so good. So you know how last week on Tyler's song I wrote several paragraphs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote two sentences. <laughs> two sentences. I wrote wow. Period. This song is ape shit. Is the bean a slang term for Molly? <laughs> And that's it. That's all I wrote. I I don't like this song. Like, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. But the rhymes in this song are so tortured. Yeah. It's way worse than any Lemon Demon rhyme you'll ever Shut fucking up. hear. Don't make fun of It's him. true. Not he he does torture watch. his rhymes. He does torture his rhymes. We're not but talking this, about like, this right now. Jay. We're not. At least he didn't rhyme Hananin. With, with melanin. melanin. 
I oh my god, I, the 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 rhymes aren't great, but I don't care because this is a funny song. But after the initial listen and really laughing at it, I went through the lyrics and they're actually kind of clever. Like, I think my favorite is A, remember when Janet Jackson had her titty out? A, remember when Rihanna had her titty out? Free the nipple man, Jordan Peele, get it out. And both, it's funny just the repetition of remember when these celebrities had their titties out? But then the lyric of Jordan Peele, get it out, where he references (laughs) Jordan peels get out just to to reference having titties out like it was a funny kind of clever reference like right after the intensely funny and just nonsense repeating the same joke twice that i really like it has the same like feeling as in the song jaws by lemon demon (laughs) where he says get it get it get it (laughs) (laughs) it feels like that yeah I do have to ask, though, what is he referring to when he says R.A.P. Left Eye? Um, oh, I gotta go to Genius for that, but I believe it was a reference to, like, the last line he used, burning the house down. Yeah, I burn the house down, R.A.P. Left Eye is in reference to the late R&B singer Lisa Left Eye Lopez, where she started a fire that burnt down her mansion, or her boyfriend's mansion, and she... I don't know if she died in it or if she died later i just that's just kind of what it says in the annotation i don't think i like that line very much (laughs) burn burn the house down is referring to like like partying so hard yeah i just think it's a weird allusion to make to like a real world death (laughs) yeah you don't know rap then i do like that he keeps the titty out rhyme scheme going on in this section (laughs) i hate to admit it but his rhyme scheme like style and flow is really good and is something that someone who professionally does this as like a really serious person would do that i would not like look at it and be like wow okay this is dumb mm-hmm. because like he is a good rapper yeah because like he goes you know breathing if a man jordan peele get it out and then it's a b line and then back to that a line where he rhymes the outline with couch which a little tortured slant rhymey but that's mm-hmm. fine but then he like he does the i burn the house down r.i.p left eye and then the next a line is now I'm in Ireland and I'm sipping on that biggest stout and I'm like man I didn't even I didn't even notice that he was keeping that A line track going through yeah and I hate that I hate that that's good <laughs> another lyric that I I really like just because what I think I really like in comedic music and just kind of comedy in general is mm-hmm. when you have one tiny bit of seriousness and it's such cognitive dissonance that you kind of go like wait what what did he just say where like he goes from I just want to fuck Michelle obama to let the felons out i won't stop till everyone makes a first day out it's just being like hey how about systematic racism make black people disproportionately uh more in jail than any other race it's just like and then we go right back into it with remember what janet jackson had her titty out it's very serious and sobering for a second and there's that cognitive dissonance where you go, wait, what? wait a second. And it just makes you laugh a little bit more. Analyzing this song, it genuinely feels like you are witnessing a man's thoughts as he is starting to trip on a drug. <laughs> I can't wait to show you guys Jesus is the one then. That, that's... <laughs> fucking that's actually in my notes that's the first note after i first listened to this song i said oh lma this is this is the dude who did the because i got depression (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i should show you that 
<laughs> That's also good. We'll do that off of recording. The whole I want to fuck Michelle Obama line then going, hey, systematic racism really does genuinely feel like, aha, oh, wait. Yeah, it's... Ha, 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 you know. <laughs> like, you're laughing at it, and then you hear that, and you're like, hey, wait a second. And that's, like, my favorite trope in comedy is, like, you're funny, 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 serious real quick for one second, breakneck, funny, 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 and you're like, it makes you laugh even harder just because of the dissonance oh, yeah. of it. Yeah, but I think with that... I think we've talked this song to its <laughs> comedic <we> death. Ten <laughs> minutes! So, I guess the next one is mine. Mm-hmm. And my song I picked this week is One Kind of People by Amigo the Devil. And Amigo the Devil's an odd artist. I can tell. It feels like he's trying to single-handedly bring back dark folk music. Yeah. And I, I say that not trying to, like, tamp down the fact that there's a lot of folk music resurgence, especially in the modern day, in that kind of style. But Amigo the Devil does it in, like, such a unique way. Mm-hmm. But it's y'all's turn to talk about my song, so I'll yeah. go ahead and let y'all go. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Not quite on first listen, and it's kind of a bell curve of how I enjoyed it, where I didn't really like it a, uh, very much, and I listened to it more, and I really liked it, and the more I listened to it, the more I didn't like it. Specifically, because the song is broken up into two parts, where it has the three and a half minutes of the main song, One Kind of People, and then there's like a minute of dead silence after that, and then it comes back. <laughs> this is like an act two. Yeah, it, it comes back with a completely different song, which I believe is titled Peanuts, it's just kind of included at the tail end of this song for no reason i don't even see that yeah i would have saved this song genuinely if it didn't have that tacked on at the end because i do really like the former song of one kind of people it's got some nice banjo it has a lot of lyrics that i really like because there's so many double entendre lyrics that I absolutely love. Like, but I've heard you and me and the devil makes three, so hell, oh, is it me you're looking for? Like, I've never walked the line because I've rather shoved it in my nose. There's just so many lyrics like that, and I love lyrics with double meanings. Like, that's my absolute favorite thing. And I like the theme of the song a lot, because I have, I also have the personal belief of like, hey, we're all gonna fucking die someday. Not, Not necessarily that life doesn't matter because we die, and it doesn't matter what you do in life because we die. It's just kind of, I don't think we should particularly worry too much about it, just because we're gonna die. Like, don't worry about the death itself worry about right now um but i do like the there's only one kind of people the kind who die and it's like yeah it's true it's such an emo lyric you guys are so nihilistic i don't think i'm necessarily nihilistic in my kind of feeling towards death i'm more like we just really shouldn't worry about it because we do all die like we could die tomorrow we could die you know 50 years from now it's like just live right now and be kind and be good you know Mm -hmm. Well, so the whole apotheosis of the song is not that nothing matters because we die, but rather that none of these things that we try to fight each other on and, you know, literally murder other human beings over matter, like, in the long run Mm -hmm. and in the cosmic scale of anything, because in the end, you know, it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, black, white, whatever, those don't make you different people. We're all the one people, the people who die. Yeah, I do like that a lot. 
I do like the second half a bit by itself, just because I like how sloppy it is. Like, I know it's it's intentionally supposed to be a guy, like, kind of workshopping a song live. What One thing I really like about the second half is that you can hear that his the vocal track keeps moving from, like, ear to ear as if he's moving around the room kind of pacing getting his thoughts out and i that was a very interesting kind of i guess sensation to to be had though one thing i don't like about the second part is it scares me every fucking time i listen to the song i think that's part of the experience yeah it's a minute of silence and you're kind of like what's going on and it startles you and even like the first time it really got me but every time afterwards even though i know it's coming i like (laughs) stop paying attention and do something else and then it comes back and it fucking gets me and i hate it tyler what's your opinion i I think it's good i think i like it better than jay (laughs) yeah (laughs) in in that second part doesn't disturb me as much because i'm used to that um, mm-hmm. I'm used to like a lot of tracks having like secret second parts or whatever, and especially in the second part, I I love the ties to uh, a lot of nature. It, it's kind of a bit more hopeful than like the first part. It's it's more like yeah. dream forward. I think yeah, maybe that. that's why Peanuts is on the same track as One Kind of People. Yeah, kind of balance it out. Yeah, because One Kind of People ends on such it's almost that same sour note that last week's song of mine ended with. Yeah, yeah. where it's just like that's it. Everyone dies, that kind of ending. But Peanuts itself focuses on Amigo the person. Or I Mm -hmm. guess, not necessarily Amigo the person, but the character Amigo is playing in the song Peanuts. I don't know if it's technically supposed to be him or a unique character. It's such a short song, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's a good song, and I think maybe that's why I don't mind it so much, is that I genuinely love the two as a duo piece. As a pair, yeah. Yeah. I can get that. I have one more thing to say on... One kind of people, which is like, I do like the song a lot. I just wish it was a little bit more complex instrumentally because it's like the only instrumental is that banjo. And I think that's, I think that might be part of um, his act as a solo artist. Yeah. And like, I get it, but like, there was like a little bit of tease where I think in the pre chorus, right before the first chorus, there are some there's a few backup vocals for like one line and then nothing else for the entire rest of it i was just dying for like a drum beat a little bit more backup vocals something else to just like elevate it i was hoping like for maybe it would kick in halfway like after the chorus or during the chorus or something like that i just kind of wish it was a little bit more complex and giving me something to listen to during it if i remember right i think There are other tracks on the album One Kind of People appears on that have that instrumentation, Mm -hmm. but it might be that the specific album itself is a solo album, because that's what all of his albums up to this point, even after this one released, have been, especially the live Grotto Sessions album, which is just him, a banjo, and a waterfall grotto that he's Hmm. playing in. Interesting. It's a lovely album. His music's very good. If you like... If you like a dude going fucking ham on a banjo and yeah. singing about death and weird shit, like him hoping that you're, uh, that this woman he loves his husband dies so that he can get with her and be like reasonably like not me trying to get you to cheat on your husband because he's dead, you know. Wow, so lovely. He's, he's like, he's very <laughs> tongue in cheek with his concepts and one kind of people is no exception to that. That's interesting. Because one of them is just about Jeffrey Dahmer going to Hollywood. <laughs> But anyway, Jay's song. Yeah, I guess I'll move on to my song, which is The Hound and the Fox by I the Mighty. 
And I'll do a little bit of preamble on this because I think it's interesting, not necessarily on the song itself, but where the song comes from. This song, specifically this version of the song, is a a, a remake of the song by the same name, by the same band, except it's in a different genre. Do you want to say what album the version we're talking about today is from? Yes. So this is off the EP Oil and Water. The original is off of their album uh, Connector. And I the Mighty is usually an alt slash punk rock kind of band. And this version of it is jazz. Specifically swing jazz. Yes. This EP is all made up of uh, songs from their album Connector just reimagined in different genres. Like this one's jazz. There's one that's in bluegrass, one that's electronic, one that's acapella. I th- and I just think that's very neat, but I will let you guys discuss the song itself. I do want to ask, is there a particular reason why you picked this version of the song over the original version? This is the song that I, like, I heard this first. This was the first song I heard by this band, and only recently did I do more of a deep dive into this EP and the rest of the band. Because, like, I heard this and I was like, ooh, this is really good, and then I, like, check their Spotify, and usually every time I, like, hear one song by a band and then I check their Spotify and the top song is the song I just heard, I'm like, oh, nothing else is gonna live up to this, so I might as well not even bother deep diving. But... Because I was thinking about discussing this one on the podcast, I was like, okay, I'll look a little bit more into it. Because I had looked into the lyrics a while ago, and then it alluded to this EP, and I was like, that's really weird. I listened to the other version once, didn't really like it that much. It feels very kind of unpolished. The vocals are a little too strained for me, and I just really like this version because it's a lot prettier, and it's a lot, like, it just sounds so much better to me. All right, I think that's a very interesting explanation Mm -hmm. because my personal opinion of this song is that you know, I think I'll talk about like the song itself and my vibes with the specific song we're talking about today rather than the anything that exists outside of the song itself. Uh-huh. I like the song like genuinely. I think that they did a good job, especially uh, with the instrumental, especially since they are not traditionally a jazz band. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is them playing the instruments themselves or if it's like other people they hired for the album. It's not. I don't know that myself. But if it is the people who made the original version of the song, that's really impressive to be able to uh, so easily meld into a different style and genre. Mm. Yeah. I could not tell that this was originally a punk band when I first heard this. Same. The overall theme of the song is also a really good, like, interesting thing, especially because since it was originally a punk song, it has all the great things about punk as a genre lyrically, which is its very heavy anarcho-anti-capitalist messaging. Absolutely. And turning that into a swing jazz song, I find, is such an interesting juxtaposition because jazz itself was used to fight the system it was against when it was first made as a genre. Mm -hmm. And now we have punk music that's become that go-to because punk instruments are so easy to come into uh, handling. Uh, Even if they're really low-quality ones, you can get away with that because of the way that punk's do-it-yourself vibe is. It's very cool, um, especially, like I said, jazz as a genre initially was this kind of... It wasn't message-wise anti-capitalist, but it was culturally-wise that anti-establishment. And the theme of the song of radicalizing the working class through the use of your own agency as a person... Yeah. To then turn you 
into a weapon against the system. I would almost say it's trite in the punk genre, but they pull it off very well here. Tyler, do you have anything to say about that? Uh, I don't know. I think the track's fine. The idea of the EP is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Remixing your own songs and like putting them in different genres is kind of unique. And like, I yeah. like that mm-hmm. idea. Uh, there's only one other band I know that's done that, actually, which is the other punk rock band I will not shut the fuck up <laughs> about, Rise Against. Mm. Oh, yeah, they did do that. <laughs> Ghost Notes, uh, was, it Ghost Sim- was it Ghost Notes Symphony? I think it was so. It an album they released last year. They did a full string orchestra versions of their wow, songs. Wow, that's yeah. neat. Mm-hmm. It's worth checking out. But uh, other than that, I, th- I think it's, I'm very picky about my jazz and <laughs> it's it's kind of standard like big band and and uh swing jazz like it it need it, i i feel like jazz needs to keep me interested or make me chill out i don't know this is like it feels very mechanical but knowing this is coming from like a punk band it's fine yeah it's the it's 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 a good song mechanically like style and professional quality yeah it's just fine in terms of what it's trying to emulate mm-hmm. but like I said, it's impressive that a punk band managed to do this. Mm. I don't, however, like the fact that it's very obvious this was not originally a jazz song. Yeah. Every single part of this song so loudly screams that it was a punk song, even <laughs> though they tried really hard to make the lyrics a little different to fit the vibe they were making. I don't think they did a good job changing that enough for it to not be very clear and obvious. But I don't think that's a that's a mark against the song as a lovely interpretation of what is a pretty standard punk rock song. Yeah. Hmm. I think the one thing that I will say to its favor, especially lyrically, is the idea of turning the fox and the hound narrative structure as it's the foxes who suppress the hounds as opposed to the hounds who suppress the foxes. Mm-hmm. Because historically foxes being hunting dogs, specifically I mean, hunt hounds being hunting dogs to kill foxes because they were more or less pests on a farm because they wanted to kill your chickens. I like that they flipped it to the big cat capitalists are foxes and they have in turn suppressed the hounds into almost forgetting the initial power structure that was held to them because the working class used to be more powerful and have become more and more Mm -hmm. weak as time has gone on. It's also kind of a pun because Fox News... Is it? Yeah, and in, in an interview talking about this, the lead singer and writer of this song actually said, like, directly about Fox News, reveal yourselves to be hypocrites and corrupt uh, for for what you actually are. That's very interesting. Overall, I will say this is definitely a song to listen to, and if you have any interest in hearing the original version and you think that you like it, I would say check out the rest of their music. It's, to me, it seems like the other version of this song is much more like their style and, in fact, is representative of most of the music they make. Yeah, I went back kind of doing research about this song, and I listened to the entirety of Oil and Water, which is the EP, next to their original counterparts like back to back and i have to say i really like their original music that they do like i th- i honestly think the hound and the fox the original version is kind of one of their weakest cuz the rest of their stuff is really good i've already said the rest of their stuff is pretty good alt rock and i like that a lot 
I, I don't even think it's alt-rot. The Hound and the Fox actually is... Is it really that different? Yeah, well, not incredibly different, but the, the Hound and the Fox is definitely a lot more of a harsh punk track. The rest of their stuff is kind of, I'd say, akin to, like, all-time low, I, I'd mm. say, where it's a, mm. it's a little bit softer, but still got a little bit of a punk edge, but it's a lot... It's, it's definitely not as harsh. This one definitely seems like it was letting out this frustration into a more punk song and it's a little bit out of character from what i've seen from the rest of their music all right then well i think that's all i have to say about this song it's not perfect but i think it's pretty good i think with that if you're liking the idea of a comedy rap song (laughs) i guess listen to the bean kicked in you want a man screaming in a in a booth for like two minutes listen to zach fox yeah you want to hear a man say some funny words after he says a really impressive rap rhyme listen to the bean kicked in jay i don't know what you have to recommend about amigo the devil today i'd say listen to this song a couple times it's pretty good if you want a folksy five minute song yeah it is five minutes long because of the fact that it's two songs. Yeah, it is five minutes. Oh, like, just put it on and then listen to the to the former fo- uh, uh, one kind of people and then f- absolutely forget you're listening to the song in the one minute of silence and that gets the shit startled out of you when Peanuts starts playing. <laughs> absolutely. And for Hound and the Fox, I think they're just an interesting band to be to check out. Like, I don't think anything mm-hmm. about the specific song we talked about today has anything to say about them as a mus- music group um check, beyond the check them out oh my god yeah check out the ep definitely unique. i i can say for a fact that i don't think i've seen a band do something like this before really not like anything outside of like electronic artists yeah i'd check out oil the ep oil and water and if you like more uh alt kind of punk rock i'd check out their the album that these songs came from uh connector yeah and with that said i think that's it for today we've talked these songs to death (laughs) some more than others sorry (laughs) sorry women i'm sorry Sorry. women sorry women all right and that's it for today bye see you special thanks to tyler rodriguez for supporting us on patreon at the 20 dollar level if you wish to join him you can do so at patreon.com slash the fable few and support us at $20 or above to have your name read out here.